0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to self-development, self-improvement, and helping you achieve the goals that you've laid forth in your life. I'm your podcast host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, we're bringing back the guest star from last week, Addison Jarman. Addison, thanks so much for hopping back on another episode with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So today, Addison is going to be talking a little bit how to manage such a crazy lifestyle. If you heard last week's episode, you know how busy she is. She runs multiple social media accounts. She runs side hustles. She's a finance coach. She does all these different sorts of things to help people out. So she's going to jump into how her crazy lifestyle is still manageable. So if you didn't hear last week's episode and you wanna get a little bit more background information on Addison and what we'll be talking about, feel free to pause the video right now, go head over to episode nine. But if you already finished that episode, if you're ready to go, let's hop into today's episode. Madison, once again, in case they missed last week's episode or they just need a little refresher or whatnot, can you give us a little bit of a bio, a little background into your life?
1: Yeah, so I love entrepreneurship, I love business, and so I'm constantly dreaming up some new idea. So between my husband and I, we run quite a few different businesses. Um, I'm also a mom. That's probably my full-time gig. I have three little kids who keep me extremely busy. I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn. So anybody who has kids knows that that takes up 99% of your time. Um, but between just kids and work, it definitely gets crazy, but I love just having a busy schedule and just always having fun things to do.
0: Doesn't it feel so good to stay productive?
1: Oh yeah, like, and I can't say I'm productive every second of the day by any means, but, um, but that's what's cool is everybody's different. Like personally, I love just having a full calendar and always having something going on. And just because I love that doesn't mean everybody else has That's to love true. that. But yeah, I just, um, I, I love doing things that make me feel productive. Just things that allow me to be creative and feel like I'm improving myself.
0: And once again, I mean, you hit it right on the dot. That's the entire point of this podcast. Find ways to improve yourself. Find ways to personally develop in your life. Find ways you could be more successful. And as we mentioned last episode, success is defined as your own success. Success can't be defined by another person in your own life. Totally. So where Addison's grinding out on her work and her amazing life as a mom and she's just working as hard as she can, to somebody else, that might not be success. Success might be chilling and watching Netflix all day. It really is up to you on what your definition of success is. Totally. But whatever it is, we all can agree, life gets crazy at some points. Things happen. Life just has a way of bringing us down at some points because of how busy we get. We have schoolwork, we have family life, we have our jobs. Whatever the case is for you personally who's listening today, we all have those things that make us slow down for a minute and just think, oh, my gosh, my life is so hectic right now. I need a break. And Addison is one of those people. She works so hard. I'm sure there's times in your life where you just need a break.
1: Totally. I think it's super important to even just schedule in time To have a break, right? To have time for yourself, to just relax, rest your mind, and just do nothing.
0: Yeah, we all need those little pauses in our lives sometimes. But besides that, Addison is also one of the queens of just managing her time and getting things done. Like she mentioned, she's got all these businesses, she's got the family things going on. So Addison, what are some of the ways you're able to manage your schedule despite all the craziness of your life?
1: So I am so big into habits, you could laugh. I have read Atomic Habits by James Clear like literally five times. Amazing book. So good. And tons of other habit books. So creating habits is key for me. So between having really good habits and then just a routine and a schedule, that's how I thrive. And I'm very type A. I love organization. I love schedules. I love planners. Like that all works for me. Obviously, you have to find out what works for you. But for our family, we pretty much have the same routine Every single day, and it's nice, at least for me, to have this routine because it's something you don't have to think about or spend time and energy like changing up this routine. Obviously, life changes from day to day, but from the most part, it's pretty much the same. We get up, um, I help the kids. We kind of I do things around the house. I feed the baby. I go to the gym. Uh, then I take my daughter to preschool and my two babies nap. So I'm able to get a lot of work done while they nap. And then we just kind of play until dinner time we play as a family and then the kids go to sleep and sam and i sam's my husband we work pretty much until we go to bed and (laughs) it's a lot but it's working for us and we also enjoy working so it's not a bad thing and we're able to do it together and we do that routine pretty much every day and and for me just having that day-to-day routine that's pretty much always the same is really fun
0: Yeah. I bet it keeps you on top of things. You kind of know what's going to happen next, right? Everyone in their lives has their own little routines. Most people generally get up around the same time. Mm -hmm. They eat breakfast and lunch around the same time. They go to work around the same time. And sometimes that can make your life a little bit of a drag. Yeah, kind of mundane. Yeah, mundane. That's a better word. When you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. So how do you spice things up every once in a while?
1: I love to play. I love to do fun things and it's so cliche, but I'm like always saying work hard, play harder. Right. So I schedule in fun things all the time. And it's kind of funny. My three year old loves to go on adventures is what we call them. And I love her perspective because she can turn anything into an adventure. Right. And for her, an adventure is so exciting. And it's like what's going to make her day. And for her, the adventure can literally be like going out to the mailbox and playing tag at the mailbox. Right. So she just finds ways to make everything so exciting. And I've learned so much from her that like we just have this mindset that every day is an adventure and we're going to do something really cool today. And obviously some days it's cooler than getting the mail. But when you have that mindset that like today's a really fun day, then you believe it when you're looking for the positivity you're going to find positivity right when you tell yourself today's going to be an awesome day it's a really awesome day even if you're doing the same thing you did yesterday and the day before and three months before it becomes really fun so that's kind of how i look at it from like a day-to-day mundane perspective but at the same time we schedule in really fun things and because we work hard we do like to reward ourselves. We, we love to schedule in trips, we love to travel, we love to see family, we love to go on bike rides and just like do things outdoors. So I just prioritize those and put them in our schedule.
0: Yeah, it's important. I really like what you said there at the end where it's important to reward yourself. Um, I read this study one time, and I could get this wrong a little bit, but there was this person who every single time they read to a certain part in their book for school, they'd reward themselves with a gummy bear or a piece of chocolate. And every time they got to that specific part in the book, they'd reward themselves, they'd eat it, and that gave them the fuel to keep going. And I love it. It's such a simple little example. I mean, wow, they gave themselves one gummy bear every time they read.
1: I love gummy bears. (laughs) You
0: love gummy bears. There you go. But overall, the concept is there. We need to reward ourselves when we're working hard. If all we do is work, 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 then there is nothing that's going to make us feel accomplished in life. We're going to feel accomplished with the work, but that's about it. Where Where's the true joy going to come from? And we see that so much in corporate America today where people are losing their family lives because all they're doing is working. And you personally, everyone listening today may personally know somebody who's almost a workaholic. They can't find joy. All they can do is work. Yeah. But Addison, she's taken that concept of Putting in the hard work, but also applying it back to her family. She knows when it's appropriate to take breaks. She knows when it's appropriate to have fun. But when she is working, she's working. There's been times I've tried calling Addison or tried doing things with her when she's working and she goes, sorry, dude, I'm working right now. I'll talk to you later. And I respect that so much. You can't fear telling people that you're working because when you're in that moment, if you're actually sitting down and getting things done, that is your moment to do what you need to do. There's other points where you could go have fun. You could go watch a show. You can hang out with your family and your friends and whatnot. But when you're working, I think you need to be 100% invested. Would you agree, Addison?
1: Yeah, I think for work and for anything, whatever you're doing, try to be all in. And I try to remind myself of this all the time because I think it's a lot easier said than done. Um, but like, so I'll schedule time to be like 100% in with my kids. So I will put my phone in the other room. So I can't like get distracted on social media or with texts or with work or anything. And I am like all in just playing with my kids or, um, when I work, like a lot of times I'll try to put my phone on airplane mode. So I literally can't get distracted with the internet or incoming texts or calls or anything like that. So I think that's super important. I honestly don't know that it's always realistic to just be like, 100% 100% focused in um, just because life is crazy and there's always random things. But anytime that you can be all in, at least for me, it makes it so much more effective in whatever I'm doing.
0: Absolutely. When we focus in on one specific thing at one specific time, we can become better people. We can focus in a lot harder and get the work done faster. Totally. Um, as a college student, there's been plenty of times where I sit down to do homework, but I keep my phone right next to me. And what do I do after five minutes of doing homework? I think, oh, I deserve a break. I did five minutes worth totally. of homework. So I look at my phone and I realize I spent more time playing a game or looking at social media than I did actually doing my homework. So what I've been starting to do recently is just like Addison said, I put my phone on airplane mode or I put it on do not disturb. I put it in another room, whatever I can to not get distracted. That's what those phones are so good at. They distract us so much away from our work.
1: Yeah phones can be so distracting or they can be the best tool. And you know, there's actually been a lot of research done on taking breaks and I've read quite a few books and they all kind of have this sweet spot of saying that 50 minutes of work and then a 10 minute break is like ideal for your brain right? So you really put in 50 minutes and then you physically change your environment for this 10 minute break. So that's standing up, maybe getting a snack, going to the bathroom, drinking some water, playing on your phone, whatever it is. But if you can work and get things done for 45 to 50 minutes, then take that 10 minute break. That's how you're going to be most effective.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I've read that same strategy. I've also read one on a little bit lesser of a scale where you do the 25, five minute rule as well where you take 25 minutes and you're grinding out, and then you take a five-minute break. I've been working on this strategy in my personal studies when I'm doing schoolwork and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and I found it very effective. Me and my buddy Jake, who was on the episode a couple weeks ago, we've been trying that one every time we go to the library, and we've been seeing an increase in our work productivity. We sit there and focus. For the 25 minutes, we get as much as we can done, but as soon as that timer goes off, boom, we can talk for a couple minutes, we can relax for a couple minutes, and then we're right back at it.
1: I love it. Yeah, I think breaks are so important.
0: So now that we've talked a little bit about how we can manage our schedule, how crazy life is, I mean, Addison's just one example. I mean, I have craziness in my life. You all listening have crazy things going on in your life. Sometimes it's unpredictable to say what's going to happen. And like Addison said, we have routines, but sometimes they're going to change. That's life. That's normal. But overall, as long as we're trying to manage them and trying our best on them, that's all we can give is our best. We need to just try and improve ourselves little by little and improve our schedules little by little so we can get that work done. But Addison, as she mentioned a little bit earlier, she is very busy with her family life and her work life. So Addison, do you wanna describe a, a couple of the things, how you got to where you're at? Addison currently has over 2 million followers on TikTok. She has lots of different homes and real estate properties and whatnot. How did you get to the point you're at? And could you leave some of our listeners some advice?
1: Yeah, so I have a pretty average traditional background, right? I went to college, studied business, married my husband, and we both started working for corporate America. And we had a good experience, but we wanted more and we wanted to build wealth for ourselves, right? So we started side hustling, and I was very motivated to make money because, as I mentioned on last week's podcast, we were struggling with infertility. And anybody who's familiar with infertility knows that it's really expensive, right? Your options are infertility treatments or adoption, and both cost a lot. So I knew that for us to have a baby, it was going to cost a lot more money than it typically does for, you know, just the average person who's getting pregnant. And so I had this really great motivating factor in why I needed to make some extra cash. So we started some businesses. Sam was starting his own. I was starting my own. My main gig was a videography business. And I had just always loved film and, and loved videography. And I saw other videographers and I found myself being a little bit jealous of them, thinking like, that is so cool that they get to do that for their full-time job. Like, I wish I could do that. And I remember just one day it hit me so hard. Like, duh, I can do that. Like, What is stopping me from doing that? And so I started a videography business and I had a lot of fun with that. Sam was starting businesses as well. And we decided to invest all of our money coming in from our side hustles and our corporate jobs into real estate. So we started buying houses. Most of them were fixer uppers, they needed a lot of work. We were broke college students or just recent college grads and had no money. So we were doing all of the work ourselves, just learning how to do everything on YouTube. And we just started fixing up these houses. And slowly, we were able to accumulate more and more and eventually build a pretty good portfolio of homes. So now I had my videography business, our corporate jobs, um, managing all these houses, fixing them up. And then eventually, we were able to get pregnant and start having kids. So it got very busy. And then we started getting into social media. And now I treat TikTok as a full-time job, which, which is kind of crazy. I never once thought that I would be a TikToker for my main source of income. You know what I mean? Um, But that's kind of our background and kind of all the businesses we're involved in at the moment.
0: Yeah. And I really appreciate what Addison said at the very beginning. She said, one day it hit her that she could become a videographer. Think about that, guys. Where in your life can you become something? It doesn't just have to be a dream. You can make whatever your dreams are a reality. Addison saw these videographers. She thought, wow, that seems like a fun job. I would love to do that. So what did she do? She went out and did it. She started her own videography business called Filmella and she started filming weddings. She started helping people. She started having fun in what she did for work. So what in your life is stopping you from doing what you want to do now? Is there a certain job you want to pursue? What do you have to do to get there? Do you have to do a certain amount of schooling? Do you have to apply yourself? Whatever it is, start doing that if that's something you're truly passionate about. Or maybe it's some kind of art project you want to work on start defining yourself as that person. Start doing the things that is going to lead you to becoming the person you want to become, like Addison did. She saw what somebody else had, and she didn't use it out of jealousy, like we talked about last week on the social media episode, but she used it to fuel herself to become that person herself. Totally. So, Addison, as you're describing some of these different side hustles and things, what were some of the biggest setbacks?
1: So, yeah, there's going to be setbacks in... Every single thing you ever do in your life. Um, I mean, one setback I had, for example, for the videography business is we had no money. (laughs) And to start a videography business, you need at least a camera, right? You need to be able to film and you need a lot of equipment. Nobody's going to hire me to film their wedding if I'm like filming on an iPhone. So that was a big setback. And so I started problem solving and thinking, okay, how can I get some cash to buy equipment to start a videography business? And Honestly, I think problem solving is key to happiness. Um, If you can figure out how to problem solve, you can kind of figure out your life. I think so many things start with problem solving. So for my videography business, I decided to open up a credit card. And this may be controversial to some people, but I decided to find a credit card that had a 0% interest rate for the first couple of years. And that gave me the opportunity to make some money and then not pay any interest on this credit card. So I bought about $5,000 worth of equipment. And I am, you know, I talk about finance all the time. I'm very against paying interest. Like I will not do it. Um, I will not pay over on a credit card. And so that was like fire for me to be like, I know I'm not gonna pay interest on this card. And so I need to make enough money to pay off all of this equipment from my business before the interest starts coming. And I, I think it was like, I don't know if it was 18 months or 24 months, but within about six months, I had made enough money to pay off all of that equipment and I had the card paid off. And then I was able to just, you know, keep bringing in revenue from there. And I'm not saying opening a credit card is the answer for everybody. But for me, that was one solution, right? Um, I didn't have money, how can I get some? I'll open up a credit card and I will pay it off before I end up paying any interest.
0: Talk about some motivation right there, guys. I mean, when you open up something for the money you don't already have, you got to start recognizing that there's work that has to be done. So I bet that idea, that opening up that credit card and knowing you had to pay it off, that was probably a very driven, motivating factor of why you needed to start the business, why after you bought all the equipment, how you had to start finding clients. And I bet that just fueled you.
1: Totally, totally. And there's been setbacks in everything. I mean... Sam and I started investing in homes and a lot of them were like very distressed and needed a ton of work. And Sam had a little bit of experience in kind of fixing things and, you know,
0: fixing things, building homes up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I had none. And so seeing these distressed homes that needed so much work done to them was so overwhelming for me. Like I would just look at this place and think, what did we get ourselves into? Like, I don't even know where to start. And again, it came back to problem solving where you just, what we would do is we'd literally walk around the house if we could go inside. Some of them were too scary to, and condemned to actually go inside at first. But we'd go around and just make notes on our phone of everything that needed to get done. And then we would just start tackling each issue one by one and problem solving what needed to get done. And it's like the, the saying, how do you eat an elephant? Do you know this saying?" How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. You have these problems that seem really massive and scary and overwhelming, but you just take it step by step and you're able to eventually eat your elephant.
0: Yeah. It's one thing after another. It's the little by little. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast where it's not, you can't picture a million steps down the road if you're only on step one. You got to take it one step at a time. I'm, I'm a big backpacker and hiker for those on the podcast who didn't know. And so if you look at an entire journey, you might think, wow, 20 miles, that's a lot to be going through over a two-day course. But if you just take it one step at a time and you enjoy the journey, you're going to be able to get it done eventually. And it's going to be a happy process. I mean, I bet there's thousands of things you learned as you're fixing up these homes, as you got that credit card. There's so many different things you learned in that entire process. There's probably a lot of setbacks as well. And there's a lot of moments you're probably sad and angry and confused. Mm -hmm. But overall, is there things you learned from the experiences?
1: Oh, absolutely. I could write books on all the things I've learned. And at the end of the day, I think it kind of goes back to having habits like you are going to lose motivation for anything in your life within a few days. Right. You might be so excited to start a business or so excited to hit the gym and start losing weight, whatever it is. Within a few days, life's going to kick you in the butt and you're going to get tired. You're going to get bored. You're going to realize, oh, I started this business and it's not making any money or I've been eating healthy and I haven't lost any pounds. You know, whatever the case is, your motivation is going to die so quickly. And that's why habits are so important. When you're not motivated, you are still going to just naturally move forward because you have those habits built in.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a little bit before as well, but it's important to create those habits. Um, they've done scientific studies where it says you have to, in order to create a habit, you have to continue doing something for 21 days. And Addison, she actually on her social media took this a step farther and talks a little bit about something of forming a lifestyle. Do you want to explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I think most people are familiar with the notion that to form a habit, you need to do it for 21 days consecutively. And that forms a habit. But to truly form a lifestyle, you need to do that action for 90 days. And so, some people might do it for 21 days and think they're good to go and they have this habit, but it's still pretty difficult for them. But to actually make it a lifestyle and like a consistent change where you don't even really need to think about it anymore, you need to go at it for 90 days.
0: It just becomes part of that routine we already talked about.
1: Exactly. You just naturally do it without even having to think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. So overall, I mean, Addison, she's playing this down a little bit, guys. She and her husband, as she mentioned, were working those corporate jobs. But as they're starting that videography business, as they're buying all these houses, if you're working a corporate job, what time were you? What time did you have left to go invest it into the real estate or go shoot these videography shoots? When did you do it?
1: Yeah, great question. So basically, we were weekend warriors and we'd work at nights. So we would go to work do our corporate jobs. Sam would pick me up from work, and we would drive out to some of these houses. And um, a lot of them were maybe 30, 45 minutes away. So Sam would pick me up in the car. I would literally change my clothes in the car as we drove out there. And we would work from about six till 11 or 12 each night. And we would just hustle. I can't say it was the healthiest time of our lives. We fueled ourselves on a lot of Mountain Dew we would literally eat dinner at a gas station at like 11 p.m. We would go in and they would have like all of their nasty deep fried food that they were going to throw away for the night because it was just like old. It was like pizza and corn dogs that had been sitting (laughs) in a heater for like four hours. And they were about to throw it away. And we would just ask them like, hey, what do we need to pay for that? And they would just say like, pay us a dime pay us a nickel so it's like a nickel for a corn dog 10 cents for a slice of pizza so we'd spend like two bucks and come out with like this spread of just like nasty food it's like almost midnight and we would just like sit on the curb and eat our old corn dogs and it was some of the most fun times of our life like I look back and we were just absolutely exhausted we would just laugh so hard because we're so tired we're going in it we were just going day after day um, and But we were able to start building these homes. And like I mentioned earlier, we didn't have any money to hire other people to do the work. So we were doing all of the work ourselves. So if we weren't doing it, nobody was doing it. So we would just do it each night and on the weekends. Obviously, we would take a few breaks here and there. Um, But we worked really hard, especially like our first summer we got into it. We hustled pretty much 24-7. And we were exhausted. But... We were able to grow something and something that Sam and I say all the time that's kind of been like a little mantra for our lives is sacrifice now to get the rewards later or, you know, variations of that phrase, like work hard now and you'll definitely be rewarded. And that's true in all aspects of life.
0: Mm -hmm. I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but my old man growing up, he always taught me something very simple. It's work before pleasure. And I think Addison and her husband, Sam, really exemplify that they put in the work they were working the corporate jobs they did all the side hustles and look at them now they have a beautiful family they're loving their lives they are able to go on different trips and have fun and do different things they're still working hard but they're able to see some of the benefits from that early stages of just grinding and that's hard to see sometimes we mentioned this in last week's episode on social media where a lot of times you'll see people at one point in their life and you'll think wow how are they that successful how did they get to that point in their life You're looking at their Chapter 30 when you're still on your Chapter 1. So don't compare yourself to others. Use what you're hearing in today's episode. Use what you see on social media. Use what you see in other people's lives. See the success other people have. And if that's something that you desire, use it as gas to keep you going forward. Use it as motivation to get you to push to other limits that you didn't think were possible beforehand.
1: Totally. You know, I get texts and messages on instagram or wherever from people like friends of mine who they didn't see all of our hard work so we actually i'm from california sam's from utah we moved out to arkansas to do all of this like that was another big sacrifice is we moved across the country we didn't know a soul in arkansas i didn't even know what arkansas was like i was from southern california and we decided to move to arkansas sight unseen i had never been there I couldn't tell you a single thing about Arkansas, right? Um, But we moved out there because we saw good real estate opportunity. And so we decided, hey, we can leave our friends and family for a few years and go build a business out there. So anyways, we were in Arkansas and most of our friends and family, they didn't know what we were doing, right? We were just kind of all alone out there. And now that people like see what I post on social media, they're curious and they'll text me like, hey, how did you do it? Or, hey, like, what's your best tip and trick? Or, you know, just various things. But a lot of these messages are kind of like, they're just seeing not our end because we're not finished yet, but like we're in the middle of our story and they're seeing our current success. And they kind of imply that it was just like an overnight thing. That it was just
0: given to you almost. Yeah, they don't
1: see that we like hustled hard for years out in Arkansas and... They don't see like all of the hustle and years of work that got put into this. They just kind of think like, oh, wow, suddenly overnight you have 2 million TikTok followers. Like even growing on social media like that is a job and a business in and of itself. And so I just love your call out there of remembering that there's a big journey and a lot of steps to get to this point.
0: Yeah. So, guys, I think some of the big takeaways we've all learned today is how to manage our schedule a little bit better. Right? We create routines, we adjust them when we need to, and we find the happiness. We find those little adventures like Addison's little girl does. We find the little opportunities to make the daily mundane things seem like it's exciting, seem like it's something enjoyable. You tell your brain that, and you're going to slowly start developing that mindset that, yeah, I do enjoy doing the simple little things in my day-to-day life. We also talked a lot about how Addison created these businesses, how much her and her husband worked for it. They put the blood, sweat and tears that might be a little dramatic of an effect, but it truly was so difficult for them. But they put in the work so now they can enjoy some of those benefits. And Addison, if you were to leave the listeners anything else today, if you had any last minutes of advice, any last words, what would you say?
1: I'd say to go after your dreams. I know that sounds like kind of cheesy and cliche, but like literally the only thing stopping you from building the life that you want is yourself. You can't rely on others for your happiness. And if you want something, you can absolutely 100% go and get it. And I don't want to sound insensitive. I know everybody comes from different backgrounds and different situations, and it's not always a level playing field. But if you really want something, like you can go after it and achieve it.
0: It's all up to you. It's all up to what you desire. If you're willing to put in the work, you're going to see the outcomes. It's as simple as that. Totally. Well, Addison, thank you so much again for hopping on another episode with us. Hopefully, we'll get you on the podcast again in the future. But with that being said, everyone, go check out Addison on social media. She runs it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What's your handle, Addison?
1: At Addison.jarman on pretty much everything.
0: So, yeah, go give her a follow. If you have any questions on anything we discussed here today, if you want to hit Addison up, if you want to hit me up on social media, send us a message. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. And overall, we're so grateful that you guys were able to join us in this journey. Make sure to listen to last week's episode if you weren't able to yet. If anything in today's episode touched you in any way, feel free to like it, share it with a friend who needs to hear it, leave us a good review. But with that all being said, just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and manage your crazy life you. Yeah.